All the best music, sports, and podcasts right now on FAULradio.com. Hold on. Okay. Hi. How are you guys? I hope everyone's doing well. I'm going to move this a little bit closer because I have a hard time hearing myself sometimes. Hi. How is everybody? I hope everyone's doing so well. Um, We are back in studio. I'm just going to close these blinds. It's so much nicer in here when it's dark. Okay. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I hope everyone had a very good Monday and Tuesday and now Wednesday. And a part of that, I hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day. I know that a lot of single people, um, hate Valentine's Day, but I just love it for some reason. Um, I don't know if it's like, I don't know, like just yesterday seeing like little frat boys walking into IVA with flowers and like seeing everyone like post their, their loved ones on Instagram. Like it was just like so cute. I loved it. Um, um, I've been single for all 22 years of my life, but like, I still just enjoy seeing other people happy. Unlike some people, um, (laughs) just kidding, sort of. Um, but yeah, I have thoroughly enjoyed it, um, yesterday, but is that better? Can you hear me better? Hello, 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 hello. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, yesterday was very fun. I hung out with some friends, um, had class. It was special. I got flowers, um, from a friend and from a random frat boy. So that was fun. Um, yeah, it's always a good time when you're getting flowers from men that don't care about you. So if you, um, if you ever were wondering how it feels, it feels amazing. So you should be very jealous. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I hope everyone's having a good day. Um, I went to sleep late last night, so I woke up late and now I think I have a sty again. And it's so annoying because I had conjunctivitis in both eyes for like a week, like two weeks ago. And it finally cleared up. And then yesterday I, you know, I'm like, you're in the middle of sleeping and like, you can tell something's off, whether it's like your leg hurts or like something like you wake up in the middle of the night and you like try to ignore it because you're half asleep and you're like trying to just get through the night. And then like, you finally wake up and you're like, Oh, like now I actually have to deal with this. That was last night with my eyes. I went to sleep. It was fine. And then I woke up multiple times with like my eyes, like really hurting like and they hurt the left one hurts now like it's oh I need to turn this off um but yeah like it hurts now I don't know why I don't know what caused it I don't know what the vibes are but like I really don't want to sty because styes are disgusting um and I know you can't control it but like it really is just not my fave look I don't think it's anyone's favorite look but I particularly hate it um because you know I don't know if, I don't know if anyone understands this, but like, I feel, I feel like a lot of, I mean, I feel like this is just the way I think of myself, but I think a lot of people that I know or see, like, it takes a lot for them to look different to me. Like, for example, like my mom, like if my mom says she looks ugly, I'm like, no, you literally look the same as you always look. Like you, maybe you look like a little tired or, you know, your makeup isn't as amazing as it usually is. But like, you know, for the most part, like you don't look like a different person or something. But like when I have one thing off, like if my hair doesn't look perfect or if my eyes like are puffy or whatever, I think I look like a completely different person for one. And I think I look incredibly ugly too. So I think that's a, 
a me problem. And I think I need to fix that in therapy. Um, speaking of, I'm going to see my therapist, Jennifer, on Friday, which, who I love and adore. And I'm excited to see her. Um, I want to maybe have her on one day because she's just so fun and fresh and like young. Um, she's getting married. Well, she got married legally, um, but she's getting married this summer in Portugal. So she's going to be gone. Um, but, you know, I think I can like just take my Lexapro on time and like survive without her. I think that therapy right now, at least for me, isn't like a necessity. It's more of like a luxury. Like certain times in my life, I'm just like, okay, if I don't have therapy right now, like I'm going to lose my mind. Um, but for the most part, like I right now I'm pretty stable, which is good. Thank God. Cause like I have not been stable before and like, it really sucks. Um, but I've been pretty stable. I've had, um, you know, a lot going on the past like month and a half, but like I have really, you know, I think handled it well and with grace. So I'm going to give myself that. I'm going to take the W on that. So, um, yeah. And it's funny because this has nothing to do with this, but just (laughs) literally nothing. But I was just outside of this, um, this studio talking and I was like, oh yeah, I'm from Miami. And this girl was like, I see that. And I'm wearing hoops. She was like, yeah, it's the hoops, (laughs) which is funny because I don't usually wear hoops in general. I mean, no, I do, but like, not like intense ones, but when I put my hair up, I feel like I need to compensate because my face is wide. So I'll put my, put hoops on or like put nice earrings on so that I, you know, look proportional. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think that's a common thing with women, especially like women who cut their hair short. They usually go off with like the jewelry and the accessories and the makeup just to like compensate for the femininity. Cause I feel, I feel much more feminine with my hair down than I do up. So Tell me if you understand that. Um, but yeah. Also, I I get like random like like reminders from people I know that they that they listen to my show. And I just like don't I like I feel like no one listens. So like if you're listening, please um please just like tell me so I know that I'm not speaking into a, a void, which is fine. Cause I like speaking into a void. It, it, it like makes me feel like I can say whatever I want, which is not true. Um, but yeah, I'm going to post a story right now. Tune in on FAULradio.com. Um, let's see. Um, to hear my annoying voice. Smiley face. Okay. We're going to post that just for funsies, just to remind people that I have a podcast because I think people really forget. And that's like really unfortunate because I do do this every Wednesday and I think I forget that I have a podcast. Um, But yeah, another thing. So in my sorority, I'm the VP of programming. We've talked about this before if you're an avid listener, but if you're not, that's totally fine. And I have been planning for a while um, to have like a... um, a self-defense course happen like in one of our chapters. So it's going to happen in March, but I have been talking to like, okay. So I emailed the FAU police department because someone told me to reach out to them. And so I did, and then they never got back to me. And then I went in person a couple times and the actual guy that I needed to speak to hasn't been there. But then I went last week on Thursday and he was there, which is great. And, um, Um, and I spoke to him and he was the sweetest man. His name was Larry Irvin. If you're listening, I love you. Um, if anyone on the police force is listening, tell Larry Lily misses him. 
Um, I was there for probably 45 minutes when it, it could have been just a five minute conversation, but he was so talkative, which I loved because clearly I'm a talker and we talked about his life. He was a I, I'm kind of thinking of, of asking to interview him for my um, feature and freelance class for my um, feature story because he's just like such a badass. Like he um, worked in New York for 30 years as a as a um, I was going to say FAUPD as an NYPD officer. And um, he was there during 9-11 and all that stuff. And then he moved to Florida with his wife, um, Madeline, and um I hope he's fine with me telling this, but I'm not really giving any specific information. But um, he moved to Florida with her and like 20 years ago. And then he's been with the FAUPD police force like since then. And he's retiring soon. He's retiring in like six months, which is so sad because like he's just so sweet. Um, but yeah, he sings. He's a, apparently an amazing singer. I literally walk into his office. It's like this gorgeous office with like all these knickknacks that like, you know, give it personality and he's like playing smooth jazz music off his computer like I was obsessed with him um he introduced me to a million people he's like oh this is Lily like we're helping her out with her sorority thing whatever oh I love people you know what I mean like I just love like a good person that I haven't met yet because like you kind of like sometimes forget I'm sorry about me cracking my knuckles it's a nervous habit but sometimes you forget that there's still like awesome people that you don't know that you're gonna meet you know because like I'm 22 I'm pretty young I'm I'm very young like I'm at the first quarter of my life still hopefully and um you know I feel sometimes like I'm 50 years old like I feel like I I've met everyone I've done everything I've thought every thought I've worn every outfit like just I just feel that way sometimes and like I think that a lot of people feel that way I'm like literally talking so fast I'm gonna take a break um and I'm gonna take a sip of my Diet Coke please take a sip with me ready ah. wow I think I think we should change this into an ASMR channel um but then I would have zero listeners okay so yeah, so I'm 22, but I feel 55 in my mind. I think I'm an old soul. Not to be, like, that bitch, but, like, I feel so. I feel as though I am. And when I, um, you know, when I do things and meet people for the first time, it's like, wow, I really, like, haven't met everyone there is to meet, you know? Like, there's so many cool people in the world and so many cool stories. I mean, that's literally the reason I want to go into journalism is to tell people stories. Cause I think that, you know, I think a lot of people feel the way I feel where they feel like, you know, th like humanity's done. Like no one is cool anymore. No one has good morals. No one is like, you know, we haven't heard, like, there's no story we haven't heard, but there's so many that we haven't heard, you know, like, it's so cool to, you know, hear someone's story for the first time and be like, wow, like I would have never known this if we hadn't spoken or like, you know, not to get all spiritual, but like God really puts us in the, the time at the place, the place, I'm sorry, rewind. God really puts us in the place at the right time. And even if we're in the, in the wrong place at the wrong time, like there's a reason. And like, I, I hate to get all spiritual, but like really, I believe the biggest like like religious thing that I believe is that everything happens for a reason. I know it's so cliche and so annoying and like, uh, but I genuinely believe that like everything that God gives us, we can handle and everything that God puts us into and puts into our lives is for a reason. Like he wouldn't put us 
in situations if it weren't to either learn something or, you know, grow or, you know, just have a good time. Because sometimes they're good things, you know, sometimes it's like, he blesses us so much. And like, that only gives us more reason to appreciate the good when it's not as good and vice versa. You know, like you can't, you can't appreciate the light without the dark, not to get all annoying and spiritual. But, um, my mommy just texted me. Hi, honey. Hi, mommy. Listen to my podcast. It's on right now. FAUOwlRadio.com. Let's see if she listens because she used to be an avid listener and then I changed the time and she like it really ruined it for me for her because she like is not off on Wednesdays and she's she's always off on Mondays. Um, But yeah, I think that that's like a good point to like kind of remind yourself of that, you know, there's so much to learn. There's so much to do. There's so many people to meet. There's so many experiences to experience. There's so many sights to see. And I think we forget that like we're in such a small corner of our lives and we're gonna explore so much more god willing you know um but yeah and then randomly I so I hate okay not not to get like annoying but like I really hate one of my classes like really hate like it's just like so oh boring beyond beyond words and um I usually it, so it's my class is in the building, um, the arts and letters building. And so it kind of looks like a high school in there where like you can walk into the hallway and it's like indoors. And so, I mean, that's a really common thing, but you know what I mean? And it, it has like lockers. It literally looks like a high school, but I will usually will take a break while, where I'll like take my phone, go outside. And then they have like some chair, like, like some like chairs without arms, like little like bench. And I'll, like, lay down on it and just, like, you know, take a breath or go on my phone or go and get a Diet Coke. I don't know. Whatever tickles my fancy at that moment. But yesterday I was um, <clears throat> I was out there and I, and I sat down on the same bench that I do every time. And there was a um, – there were two, like, booklets of, like – I don't know what to call it, but, like, I guess scriptures of, like, Buddhism – because there's always these Buddhists on our campus just, like, giving out free pamphlets, but then, like, they ask for a donation, so it's, like, a whole thing, but, um, but, yeah, so I have never, like, really read them. I think I got one about love once, but I just threw it away, which sounds really bad and, like, really mean, but I just, like, didn't think that I needed to read something, um, about love from Buddhism. Not, that sounds so bad. Like, I'm just, you know, Sometimes I'm very, like, closed-minded. It's it's a bad thing, and I'm aware of it. So give me a second to drink my Diet Coke. So good. Um, so, yeah, so I started, I opened one, and I started reading it, and it gave me so the vibes of, like, a Jewish story. Like, if you're, if you're Jewish and you know the story of, like, um, what, what is his name? Um... Not Antiochus. I'm thinking of the wrong person. Ahasuerus, like the story of Purim. <laughs> this is so Jewish. Um, if you know the story of Purim, it sounds like a like a folk tale. Like it's like him and his his wife, and like and like she didn't want to dance for him, and so she grew a tail. Like it sounds so fake. Like it, it, and it probably is. Like I feel like a lot of people believe that stories in the Bible, whether it be the Old or the New Testament, are just like you know allegories or like just like what is it called? Just like 
you know, like folk tales that like, there's a reason that they tell it to like teach a lesson, but like, it's not actually exactly what happened. Like Noah's Ark. Like sometimes people are like, God didn't really wash away everyone. Like he just, I don't know what the theories are, but like a lot of people don't believe that it's verbatim what happened. But so I was reading this, um, little pamphlet and it was very interesting. Like it, it really was so, it gave me the exact vibes of, um, like Jewish folk tales kind of, or like just like stories. And it was about, I could, I could not tell you the names of these people for the life of me. Cause they were Indian names. And like, I just am not used to like remembering those kinds of names, but it was like this one guy who owned a kingdom. Like he was like, he was like the, I don't know if he was the king, but like, he was like, I guess he was. Yeah. That sounded really stupid coming out of my mouth. He was the king, I guess. And then like this person, but he, like, he was very, like, good, but, like, his son wasn't, I'm, I could be butchering the story slightly because I read it, like, in five seconds because of class, but he wasn't, like, the, the spiritual leader of the time in that kingdom feared for his spiritual, like, life. Like, he wasn't, he didn't fully believe that he was, like, of spiritual, um, like, if, I don't, I don't know, like, he wasn't at the top of his game spiritually, spiritually, basically. And so he, um, he said like, oh, like you have to give me your kingdom, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, like he lost everything and then, um, he proved himself and then the spiritual leader like gave him his kingdom back and like taught him a lesson, but like his son died. I could not tell you, but this sounds like every other Jewish story that like could very well be not true, but like is kind of put there to like teach us a lesson. And I feel like they do that in, in every religion. Like, I feel like that's a common, I mean, obviously Greek mythology, that's like the basis of it. Or I mean, a, a lot of people believe that Greek myth, like Greek gods were real, but like majority of the people believe that Greek gods are like Greek God, sorry, Greek myth stories are there to teach a lesson to people. Um, and I mean, that would make sense. There's a lot of, like, messages and, like, motifs and, like, um, what's it called? Um, archetype. That's what it, I'm sorry, I just yelled. But archetype, that's what it is. Okay, common archetypes in religious texts that, you know, teach you a lesson. Like, oh, like, that's, that very, very similarly reminded me of um, how God tested, um, who was it, during... Um, like Elul when when he like almost killed his son. I think it might have been um, I don't want to butcher this. Not Moses. Who did God who did God almost kill his son but saved him? Um, Abraham. Okay. Yeah. So it was Abraham. God almost killed or not ki killed, but he told Abraham to kill his son and as a test. And then right before he did it, he said it was just a test so that he could, you know, save the son, but like just still test, um, the loyalty of Abraham kind of messed up. But, um, that very much reminded me of that, but it's just interesting how like so many religions coincide and like have similar, archetypes because <laughs> we know that word now um but you know it's it's always interesting to me how you know how in sync so many religions are does that make sense I know I'm like kind of going in circles but yeah 
want to talk about friendships for a second. I think that friendships are, you know, something that I have gone through a lot of, not a lot. Of, no, uh, that's a lie. I have a lot of friends that I have had since like elementary school, but I also have, you know, cycled through, um, cycled through, you know, a good amount of friends that I have realized don't bring me happiness and don't, help my life in any way. And that sounds like selfish and like kind of self-centered, but like not help my life, like bring me like whatever, but like in, in any friendship, I think that you should both be helping each other's lives, whether it be in like, you know, pushing each other to be better academically or pushing each other to be more healthy or pushing, you know, like you should always be surrounded by people that are pushing you to be your best self and vice versa. Like you should also be pushing them to be their best selves, whether that be personality, looks, like, I mean, looks sounds bad, but like, you know, like if someone's trying really hard to like get in shape, like, you know, like somebody who cheers them on and like is there for them and like pats them on the back and like stuff like that. And so I have gone through enough friendships that don't bring me any positive in order to see that I deserve that. And everyone deserves that, you know, like, um, I think that a lot of people don't realize that yet. And I think that, you know, it has to take a little for anyone to realize that because no, no one is born knowing what they deserve. You know, you have to go through the thick and thin of like, or like the trials and tribulations of friendships in order to learn what you deserve and what you want out of friendships. And like, and like some people just want, you know, like a shopping buddy and some people just want, you know, someone they can, I don't know, you know, talk poorly about people with, or some people want someone that they can just share music taste. I don't know. People have friends and friendships for multiple different reasons and different, you know, like, yeah, just different reasons, different, different priorities. But like, I have always said, since honestly, it, obviously not my whole life. Cause I'm not, you know, a Gandhi, but ever since like my dad got sick, which it was around, um, 2015, when was hurricane Irma? Cause that was literally when it was hurricane Irma. Let's see. Hurricane Irma was 2017. Okay. Wow. That's so wow. Okay. Um, Hi, Mommy. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> wow, Nick, you look great. Such a king. Okay. Um, but yeah, ever since my dad got sick in 2017, and I'm going to out my friend. This is not any hate by any means. She's one of my best friends. I've known her the longest out of any of my friends. Well, her and Maya, but my friend Naomi, I love you so much. You were actually my dream last night, you and your mom, but that's besides the point. Um, I realized what I needed from a friend through her. Let me tell you why. When my dad got sick, so, okay, preface. Naomi and I are very different, but also extremely similar. Her and I have very different lives, very different upbringings. Um, her parents are married. Her parents are very happy in love. Um, she has a brother. I have a sister. My parents are divorced, and one of them is dead. You know, like, it's just very different, but we also have a lot of the same values, the same sense of humor, whatever. Like we love each other endlessly. I will never stop being her friend. She's my, one of my favorite people on this earth. Let me preface. But 
me and her have very different ways of approaching emotional things. She, I would not say is the most emotional person and I am emotional, not in the sense that like, I'm going to cry all the time, but in the sense that I'm very in touch with my emotions. And if I feel a certain way, I will tell you. And if I feel, and if you feel a certain way, I want to hear it. You know, like I am very, I'm an open book. Clearly I don't hold back. I was raised with, you know, she was raised in a very foreign household. Like they're Brazilian. Um, she has a brother and she has like parents that are very, you know, very, um, like they're not, not emotional. Like they all love each other, but like, I feel like they don't talk about things the same way that like me and my mom and my single mom and my sister talked about things. Cause like really not a lot of people talk about things the way we did because we were so freaking girly growing up. Like me, my mom, and my sister, are the epitome of girls. Like we love hair. We love makeup. We love this. And then the top of the list of the things we love is talking about our feelings. <laughs> like we were brought up to say and think, sorry, to think and say what we were thinking at almost every moment. So that's not a common thing. I, I very much am aware of that. So with that in mind, when my dad got sick in 2017 and I, Hurricane Irma was happening and my friend Naomi and her mom were in, her dad was out of town. Her dad was in Brazil and her brother was somewhere else. I don't remember. And her and her mom came and stayed with us in our apartment because our, uh, it's apparently it's always better to be high up in a hurricane, obviously because of flooding, but also like, cause in South Florida, um, apartment buildings are made to like withstand tall winds by like to sway instead of fall down whole thing. It's really scary, but like, I've always lived in an apartment, so I never th really thought about it, but she stayed with us. And during that time, I was like really, you know, going through it because my dad was in the hospital. He was not well. This was like August, it said, August 2017. Um, and he p passed away in October, January, February, March, April, June, August, September. October. So this was two months before he passed away. And he was very sick. He was in the hospital, all this stuff. And I was venting to her. And you know, she, we were also 16 at the time. Like we were not in the mental space to be dealing with death or with anything remotely close to something that serious. Like no one is, you know, at any point in their life, but least of all a 16 year old, you know what I mean? Like, I think that I have always had higher expectations that I, than I, you know, <laughs> than was enough, but you know, I wanted to, whatever. So I was venting to, to Naomi. I was crying, whatever. And especially at the time, she's very much more in touch with her emotions now. But at the time we were 16, she was way less emotional, whatever. And I was crying to her and telling her about it. And she just sat there, which is what, what you can, all you can do. But then she, she, when I like got to a pause, she was like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like I, I'm not emotional. I've never gone through something like this. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. And little 16 year old me was livid. <laughs> like literally it was not okay. The way I went off on her, like she didn't deserve that being first of all, 16 and like not being, not knowing how to deal with something. And also like, she was so sweet about it. Like she was like, you know what? She wasn't like, I don't know what to tell you. Like go cry to someone else. She was just like, I just don't know what to say to you, which is valid. You know, like a lot of people wouldn't even be self-aware enough to say like, Hey, I don't know what to tell you. Like they would just sit there and let, like, not say anything. So at least she was like aware enough to be able to tell me like, Hey, like, I don't know how to comfort you. Like whatever. But I went off on her yelling, not yelling like a crazy person, but like raising my voice and like, you know, crying. And I was just like, 
there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. You're not going to, nothing you say will make my dad not die. Nothing you say will make it not sad for me. Nothing you say will really do any good other than, you know, just be comforting, I guess. But like, even that, nothing's comforting when your parents are dying. There's nothing. You can't say, oh, they'll be okay. They won't. Oh, you won't, you won't be in pain. You will. Like, you know, there's nothing you can say. But I told her this and then right as I said it, I had like an epiphany and I live my life by it now. And friendships, all that friendships are to me, obviously people have different, you know, um, people have different wants and needs and like, and like values on friendship and on everything. So this is mine. I'm not speaking for anybody else. The only thing that I base friendships on is being there for each other when things get rough. That's literally it. Friendship is not going out getting drunk. To me, don't take this personally. I don't want to hear it. Friendship to me is not going out getting drunk. Friendship to me is not going to concerts. Friendship to me, of course, like all these things are fun and add-ons to friendship, but you are not my true friend if you will not be there for me when things get rough. When I'm fighting with my mom, when I'm, when my father passes away, when I fail a test, when that boy ghosts me, literally it can be anything. I'm not saying that there's a specific time and place for anything, but certain people have mastered the art of being there for other people. I don't think I've mastered it. I don't think a lot of people have, but certain people have mastered the art of being there for each other. And like, I try every day to get better at it because that is genuinely the only thing that I think makes a friend worthwhile. You know, like if I wanted someone to get drunk with, I could do that with literally anyone. If I wanted someone to be my party goer, I could do that with anyone. The fact that I chose this person, not Naomi in general, but like, yes, but like, this is, I'm just saying in general, the people that I choose to share my life with and my struggles with and the things that are hard in my life with, they should be so lucky and vice versa. Like I don't ever take people sharing their life with me and the, the real things in their life, not like just random little things, the real things in their life. I don't take that lightly. Like I hold that to an immensely high regard because I think that being a good friend is being there for each other. And you know, helping each other through things and talking through things. Like if I can't talk about my feelings, like there's no reason for you to be around, you know, like there's like, of course, like also, I don't think that, um, I don't think that things, thanks mommy. I love you. Um, I don't think that things, you know, should always be shared with your best friend. Like, of course, I, I believe in therapy and I, I believe in having someone tell you an unbiased opinion because sometimes friends can be there for you and tell you what you need to hear, but not what you, I'm sorry. Sometimes friends can tell you what you want to hear and not always what you need to hear. But, you know, a therapist or someone unbiased or someone who has no skin in the game, those are the people that tell you what you need to hear. And that is incredibly necessary, especially in this day and age when a lot of people just like choose their friends based on what they bring to their lives in a positive way, instead of just like hearing the truth. Like, yes, it's so nice to like be, be complimented all the time and just told that you're right all the time. But like, you're not, no one is right all the time. I know I joke and I say, oh, I'm all, I've never been wrong. I'm wrong all the time. You know, like I have always, you know, 
<laughs> like I, I'm just incredibly aware of the fact that I'm not perfect and I strive every day to be more perfect and be more of a good person and all the stuff. But every day I wake up and I try to be the best version of myself. And of course that takes time and I'm not anywhere near being perfect. But the fact that I wake up and have that consciously on my mind in, in my opinion, makes me better than all the people that don't care, you know? And like, you know, I am also a big believer of not thinking you're better than anyone, but like, if you're going out there and just being rude, hi. Oh, not the gritty. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I was, I was saying to someone last night, like the, something that I have absolutely zero tolerance for zero. Oh my God. Zero. I have zero tolerance for rude people. I think I learned this from my mother in the way that, like, she has an an immense ability to put on a happy face regard uh, in in certain scenarios because she's really bad at hiding her feelings. But when she's working or when she's talking to a customer or when she's talking to her boss or when she's talking to, I don't know, anyone that, like, you know, doesn't need to know about her personal struggles, like... I think I learned that from her, which like, of course, like I'm not saying put on a a face and like, you know, swallow your pride and don't, and you know, don't feel things. Of course that's exact, but that's exactly it's full circle. That is, that is what your friends are for. I should never be hiding my emotions from my friends, but if you're an acquaintance to me and you're being rude to me because your dad is sick or you lost someone, um, (laughs) hi Kendall. I love you. Have fun in class. Um, but yeah, if if someone is, if you have an outside force that is being, you know, painful to your life, whether that be a relationship or, you know, sickness or anything, that is literally not an excuse to be an a-hole. Literally not an excuse. There's no excuse to be a rude person. And I try so hard to be nice. And like I, and it it, it is so easy to be rude. So easy. Oh my God, it's so easy. What actually takes courage is to be nice and to be kind and to live your life with character and not to just go around being rude to people. And I think that people who are rude to people are so like, I, I, like, people always say, like, oh, it's so easy to be kind. Just choose kindness. It's really not. Like, being kind is a choice. And, you know, you can so easily, like, fall into, like, the devil on your shoulder being, like, oh, like, that person's annoying. Oh, be rude to this person. Oh, like, so easy. Like, that is that is why the devil is a thing. Not to get spiritual once again. But, like, the devil makes it so easy. You know, like the devil makes it so freaking easy to to be so rude and to be so negative and to be just not a good person. God tests us every day to be good people. You know, like being religious, keeping kosher, going to church, that doesn't make you a good person. I don't care what your Bible says. Being a good person, of course, those things help. I'm I'm glad that it, it fulfills you personally, whatever. Do whatever you want personally for your own spiritual healing. But if you're doing all of these things and you're like being a bad person as a result, like if you're rude or if you're laundering money or if you're a drug dealer or if you're all these things, I'm sorry. Those are just not God worshiping things or just like good things in general. Like if you're an atheist, like everyone's like, oh, if you're an atheist, like you must not have a moral code. That's just so stupid. Like just because you don't believe in God doesn't mean you're not a good, like, you don't want to be a good person. Like, you should want to be a good person regardless of if there's an afterlife or not. Like, yes, of course, like, 
it's nice to think that like our efforts in in this realm will be rewarded in the next but like if we all die if i die tonight god forbid you know knock on wood whatever if i die tonight and i and i get to the to like whatever and there's literally nothing it's just pitch black and it's silence and nothing ever happens after this i will still be happy because i treated people with kindness in this realm you should never you know like that's like saying like oh like you should only um you know I don't know. Like, like you should only work out so that you look aesthetically good. No, you should work out and like move your body because first of all, you can, not everyone, but if you can, you should. And that like, you want to live longer. You want to be around to see your grandkids. You want to not have diabetes. You want to, you know, like all these things, not that I'm the perfect um, shape. I'm not saying that in the slightest, but it's like, if you are doing something for the neck, if you're being good, for a negative result, it, it, it's null and void. Like, I, I just can't, I don't know how many times I can reword it. Like, it's just not, <sighs> like, it, that That topic gets me so heated. Oh, good Lord, who just texted me? <laughs> um, But, like, I love you, Jackie. Um, But if you this is the, the moral, because I'm, I'm getting, I'm going off on a tangent too much. If you do things that are objectively good. You know, like if you are nice to the, if you hold the door open, if you help the old lady at the grocery store, you know, get to her car. If you are doing these things for a reward or for like a good reputation, you're the worst kind of person. I'd rather you be rude and own it than be a pretend nice person and do it out of, you know, wanting something in return of course like I feel like sometimes I do things for people and I'm like oh I wish that they met my energy but that's different like I'm not saying like when I pick someone up from the airport and offer I'm not doing that so that I can they can tell their friends oh it was so nice Lily picked them up that's not why I'm doing it I'm doing it because I love you and if I didn't love you I would not be picking you up from the airport because the airport is actually the fifth layer of hell so particularly Miami airport. I will literally not do that for people that I wouldn't die on a cross for. Like actually, if you, oh my God, if you ask me to pick you up from the airport and I say yes, you should think that you're at the God tier of my, of my everything. Like, please. Um, and if I don't, that doesn't mean anything bad. I just like probably have something to do that day. Um, but the point of the story is, if you're a good person because you want to be a good person and you think that it, it feeds your soul and like, and you want to see the good be reciprocated into the world, that is beautiful. That is exactly what God intended. I know that I'm getting, I'm very, you know, I'm really not that religious, but like today's show is just extremely religious. It's not even religious. It's just spiritual. Um, I would say I'm more spiritual than I am religious, but if you're doing things out of the kindness of your heart because it makes you happy and it makes others happy. That is the most beautiful form of, and the most pure form of being. And I respect you to no end. If you are doing kind things or basically pretending to be a kind person, just because you feel like, you know, you should, or, you know, people will admire you because of it, or, you know, you just literally anything that is other than just because it makes you happier because it makes other people happy. Rethink your life. Like genuinely go back, go to a therapist, go back, think about all the things that happened in your life that brought you to that moment as to why you are so 
horrible. <laughs> like that sounds so mean, but it's like, why? Like there is always a reason. My therapist told me 75, I don't know if this is hundred percent true, Jennifer. I hope that you're right because I'm about to quote you. 75, apparently 75% of who you are is formed in the first three years of your life. Watching your parents fight, watching, um, cocoa melon, watching, um, your, your parents be nice to strangers in the supermarket. Everything that your parents do or don't do or, or say or don't say is absorbed into you by the age of three. And then after that, the rest of your life from three to hopefully 120, you are a product of your environment. This is exactly what nature versus nurture is about, whatever, blah, 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 we know. Go to a therapist, go back in your life, think about every bad thing and every good thing that ever happened to you and really learn about yourself. Like I am so excited for Friday because we're going to talk about a bunch of bad things that happened in my life. (laughs) That sounds so bad. But like, it really interests me to see where my actions come from. Like she asked me to name some um, negative things that I see about myself and that I would like to change. Judgmentalness, um, or is that a word? Judgment, judge, being judgmental, I guess. Flakiness, um, jealousy, all these things that I don't like about myself that I would like to improve on. And then she also asked me to name all of the things that I think could... Um, have contributed to that. Like, I don't know, like uh, my dad not showing up for this or my sister not doing this or my mom saying this or whatever, you know, like you are exactly a product of your family and it's particularly your, your environment, but your environment for so long is your family. So usually those things boil down to that, but I'm excited to report back because I'm very interested to see how they all correlate. But to rewind and to wrap it up, because I've been talking for so long about the same thing. Um, I think that people who, like, sit yourself down and genuinely think, am I a good person? Am I happy with who I am? Am I the best person I can be? Am I a light to others in my life? Am I generous? Am I kind? Am I am I jealous? Am I flaky? Am I this? Am I that? I'm constantly trying to better myself, and I think that Like today, I showed up 15 minutes late to this. That's bad. Like I'm aware of it and I need to work on it and I'm trying every day to be better at it. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. You know, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect, clearly. Like I never claim to be perfect. I am nowhere near it. But the point is, is that it needs to be a conscious effort. If not, it's never going to happen. So I'll leave you with that. I hope everyone has an amazing Wednesday. I hope everyone on the breezeway gets kissed for Valentine's Day yesterday and had an amazing Valentine's Day because I love love. And if you're, you know, just basically coasting through life, I wish you the best in your journey to become a better person because I think everyone at a certain point in their life, whether it be 16 or 65, should become conscious of the fact that no one's perfect, but we all should be trying to be. No one is no one, literally no one, no one that you, even like the people that you worship are not perfect, but we should all be, you know, always trying to be there and try to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. I love you guys. I love that you give me this platform. Thank you for listening to me ramble on and on forever and ever, every Wednesday. Um, this will be up on Spotify. So if you couldn't catch the beginning, please listen. And I love you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And it has been a beautiful pleasure. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. 
Owl Radio is FAU's student-run radio station streaming worldwide on FAUOwlRadio.com. We have shows, DJ on-campus events, give away free concert tickets, and more. Make sure to check us out on social media at FAU Owl Radio.